Hey, Hardies, you're listening to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley, hosted by me, Casey, and my friends, Caroline and Cammie. A special thanks goes to our friend, Brian Bird, for letting us use the music on our show. Without further ado, grab a scone from Abigail's and enjoy. Welcome back, Hardies. We are back, and we are back with the one and only, we promised to bring him back, Mr. Papa Hardy. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Hi, Hi guys. Good good to be back with you for part part, part two. Yes, this, uh, absolutely. Epic, <laughs> epic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> You heard it, Hardy's Papa Hardy himself called this an epic podcast. That, yes. that's, right. that has to be some kind of omen. You know, yes. go, go big, go big or go home. That's absolutely. That's what yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's just let's just start in. We let's just okay. pick up where we left off and uh, let's, uh, let's actually talk about the series. We talked about all of the, oh, yeah. all of the, 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 uh, <laughs> the exposition. We talked about all of the exposition on how we got to the series. So mm-hmm. now let's, now let's talk about the series itself. So take it away. Uh, Casey. I, I, I think last week I should have had my, uh, my, my, uh, pastor Frank, you know, collar on, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> somehow I got, got caught up in my own sermon and you guys were just like, you know, I'm just preaching at you for an hour. So we I mean, anyway, it. we, we adored it. We adored it. So and you know how much, you know how much the Hardys love hearing from you. So they, well, I, I, they I love, are eating it up. <laughs> I, I love communicating with the Hardys anytime I can. They're, oh. they're uh, next to my wife. They're my favorite thing in the world. So oh, good answer. Good my, answer. My, my kids, my kids might have something to say about that too, but I'll, I'll say they're number three for now. Oh, <laughs> I hope your kids don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they just sort of roll their eyes when, oh. when, uh, when dad comes on, on the, on the camera. Uh, <laughs> like, Okay, whatever, um, Dad. Whatever. How, how is Patty, by the way, really quickly? How is she doing? She's doing really well. Um, we're, you know, everybody's healthy in our home. Uh, nobody has caught this bug. Um, Good. You know, her brother-in-law, actually younger brother, did catch COVID, but he made a fine recovery, oh, and he's doing well. okay. Good. So, yeah. So, so, but it's been fairly. Um, fairly, you know, uh, you know, dispersed around Colorado, not, not, not too heavy where we live. So it's been fairly safe. So we're doing fine. We're a little stir crazy. So <laughs> understood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she had yeah. a birthday not too long ago, didn't she? She did. She, she had, if you can believe this, that pretty lady had her 60th birthday. Oh and, no, uh, she's not sixty. She uh-uh. did. She did. And <laughs> and I'm I'm definitely sort of in the luckiest guy in the world club to have a <laughs> wife that, who looks like that at sixty. Um, I, I guess I've taken the brunt of all the aging uh, in the family. Uh, but um, you know, we had to. We had. We were going to do a really cool, you know, birthday for her. 
Yeah. We we were we have never been to Niagara Falls and we were gonna go to Niagara Falls oh. with everybody. We're gonna bring oh. all the kids and everything and, and do it upright. And um we ended up getting takeout food uh with one daughter at home <laughs> for Bummer. to celebrate her sixtieth birthday. So I I have a feeling once we get free of this virus, uh I, I've got to, yeah, I got some catching up to do. Vacation <laughs> time! Yeah, and our 40th anniversary is this December, so oh, we wow. hopefully hopefully we'll be able to sort of do a big bash for, mm-hmm. you know, birthdays and anniversaries yeah. all together. So mm-hmm. anyway, Why? but she's doing doing well. Nice. Non-stop parties. Non-stop yes. parties. Well, and that's the place that for Hope Valley, right? Non-stop parties. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we wish we wish Hope Valley was gonna have a big party this year. Sadly, oh. you know, we've had to we've had to push the, the pause button on hearty reunions uh, and hearty family reunions uh this yeah. year. And you mm-hmm. know that and and that was uh, really sad for us because uh, Patty's been a big part of helping plan those, help, helping me plan those with our, with our volunteer team over mm-hmm. the years. And, um, you know, it's like, like uh, that's not happening with a 14 day travel, mm-hmm. you know, quarantine yeah. when, when you land in Vancouver right now. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and the other thing is that a lot of us Hardys are, sort of in the most vulnerable category. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So we can't imagine what that would be like, uh, you know, having a, a hotel ballroom full of 500 very vulnerable people. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, so gosh. just <laughs> was not in the cards this year to, to do it. And, you know, maybe there's some alternate version we that we can do and we're talking a bit about that but um i can't i don't have any news to report on that yet but you know maybe maybe soon we'll be able to talk about that um but you know lord willing uh there will be a season nine next year and we can get everybody can get vaccinated uh for this darn virus and then we can all feel free to be hugging and and uh, buzzing the tables with for selfies and all <laughs> those kinds of things, uh, and take a trip together on the buses out to Hope Valley because um, it's oh. been honestly one of to me one of the most fulfilling things about this experience with the Hardys has been to see how happy and delighted the Hardys mm-hmm. are when they come to the family reunions. Yeah. It, it's so fulfilling for all of us to to to, to make that connection, to make it mm-hmm. personal, you know, um, and to make it high touch mm-hmm. and high and high um, and, and lots of intimacy with the cast and the crew and and our our and Hope Valley, the location, you know, uh, for the Hardys to be able to visit and take pictures to their heart's content. Um, Mm-hmm. That to me has been such a valuable um, part of the le- the Hardy legacy, and and we don't want to see it end. So we will do it again, Lord and virus permitting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Well, I'm almost glad that you can't do it this year because I still can't afford it. So maybe <laughs> next year you can afford it. Because <laughs> I haven't totally been. Able, yeah, none of totally us have been understand. able to go yet. So, uh, so that it must be. Yeah. We can only totally imagine understand. what an amazing mm -hmm. experience it's gonna be. It would be when we're when we're finally able yeah. to get there. So yeah, wonderful. Well, we yeah we. You know, we do our best to keep the cost at a minimum. It's but oh, of it, course you do. Yeah, you know, uh -huh. it's international travel. <laughs> so yeah, uh -huh. it, it, you yeah. Know, just a certain there's a certain aspect of it that is just sort of uh, you know there 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 there's no way to change that part of it. Oh, but, of course not. Um, no, and not. Yeah, but you know, hopefully we'll see you guys uh, for Hardy the Hardy's family reunion six next year. That would be cool. Yes. It's so. crossing our fingers. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna hope. We're gonna hope. All right, yes. let's go there. Let's go to Hope Valley. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Casey, take it away. All right, let's take a little walk down memory lane <laughs> to 1910, <laughs> since okay. that is when the series began. But before that, let's do it. Um, do you remember who coined the name Papa Hardy? You know, I don't. Uh, I, I certainly did not do that myself. <laughs> um, I think what happened was that there was a on on the Hardy's, uh, you know, f uh, official Hardy's Facebook page, mm -hmm. the group page, um, which there are now we're closing in on ninety thousand members of that page, which is, that is amazing. amazing. And do you know that we've counted two point? Maybe I said this last time. But we've counted 2.1 million people who self-identify as Hardys. Oh wow! Right, that's not that's not me calling you that. Right. <laughs> that's people who self-identify as Hardys, mm -hmm. uh, either uh, you know where where on all the different you know social media platforms. Yeah. And if you go to wow. Facebook or Instagram, you 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 can find hundreds. Mm -hmm. uh, when calls the heart and hearty, you know, fan pages that yeah. were all self ad administered mm -hmm. in addition to, you know, the more official ones we have. So I've got anyways. one for Austin. I've got one for the Austin, that, Texas area. Okay. Yeah. Very so. cool. <laughs> Very cool. Well, so I think what happened is that somebody suggested a, uh, you know, in a post, a contest, you know, to nickname me. Oh, and, and, and my, and so um, mm -hmm. I think Papa Hardy was the the one that won, and then I think the one that came second was like Boom Master B or something. Yes! Like that. Oh, I remember that. Yes! I do not remember that. Yes. <laughs> this was around the time James and Marissa had their um their podcast. That's on right. Uh, yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Yeah, and and Papa Hardy just stuck and. Um, I, I personally think I'm hip enough for, you know, for Boom Master B, but I look more like Papa Hardy. So, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I started thinking of myself as, you know, the way they talk about Santa Claus in other countries, you know, Papa Noel is like, really, am I that old, guys? Uh, but um, I'm happy to wear the Papa Hardy, uh, you know, uh, uh the banner of Papa Hardy. I'm happy to take that on. So well, we uh, love you, Papa. You rock it. Yes, yes. That's a good way of putting it, Caroline. You rock it. <laughs> and stir it a bit too. So, 
Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think that's where I think that's where that came from. And um, but you don't remember who. I, you know, I'd have to go back and dig real deep oh, on that yeah, Facebook yeah. page yeah. to remember who, who sort of coined that. Um, but I, I, you know, I was happy just to be Brian uh, until people started to like say, no, we need, you know, we need a, a nickname for you. So uh, that's okay. That's good. But that's good for me. I'm happy to, happy to have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy to be the Pied Piper of the Hardy Movement. There you go. If, if follow, nothing else. Follow, follow. <laughs> we follow very willingly. Yes. <laughs> so in the beginning, you wrote several episodes, correct? Well, yeah. I, I actually, for the first season, I was the head writer and showrunner. Right. Um, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So my, you know, both Michael and my hands were all over all that every yeah. episode. Um, but I, you know, after the first season, it was such a grind on our families mm-hmm. that we said, you know what, we've got the show launched now and it seems to be doing pretty good. And it got, you know, and got renewed by the Hallmark channel. We all just said, let's get some, some other troops in, into the room and we will help supervise that process. And so that's kind of, what we did and it allowed us not because I was in both Michael and I were in Vancouver for like six months mm-hmm. for, wow. for that, that first year. Wow. Cause we, it was, we were micromanaging everything, trying to get the show launched in the best way possible. And um, we didn't know whether it was going to come back or any of that. And so we just agreed, you know, let, let's, let's get more help. Because really, we had uh, our writing staff was mostly freelancers that first year, because we were on a shoestring budget. We were trying to trying to do everything we could just to make the show and make it look as good as we can. So we didn't have any full time writers except for me, and and Michael was directing episodes, and so right. I was really mm-hmm. you know having to do the lion's share of the writing, and yeah. so I you know I had a team of good freelance writers Uh who wrote episodes for us and then I would have to bring them home essentially uh, you know and and put our stamp on them and in the in the tv writing business you know there there are some I would say egotistical showrunners who put their name on every script I don't believe that Mm -hmm. if we have another writer who's been hired to write a free even a freelance episode I will even if it requires doing multiple drafts of that script to get it to the place that it needs to be, I never take their names off it. And so I ended up just, you know, um, you know, having a good team of freelancers that year. And then I, and then I sort of was the, was sort of the, the shepherd of everything that first year, but you know, it was, it's hard on a family doing that. You know, the other shows that I've, I've done this on have all shot in, in either Los Angeles or Salt Lake City. And I didn't have to be up there the entire time. And so my family, my wife and actually my, my wife and my youngest daughter came up for about six weeks during that uh, first year. And mm-hmm. we rented a house and they were there for six weeks. But it was just too hard to, you know, to make school work. Right. happened that way. And so 
we we just sort of agreed, okay, well, I'm going to try to get home a few weekends during the show. Mm-hmm. And then you guys uh-huh. come up for six weeks. But it was it was just hard. It was a hard, it was hardships. Uh-huh. And I it's not that I don't and I loved micromanaging, honestly, because I feel like we really got the show launched in, in the best uh-huh. way possible. Mm-hmm. But the second year I said, I'm not doing that again. I will go up for, you know, big chunks of time, but I'm not gonna be there for the entire time. And mm-hmm. so but the technology is such now that we can almost do our work from afar sure. because mm-hmm. I read, I can read every script right here in my office and give my notes and we can have zoom calls and zoom meetings for all mm-hmm. the different departments. Mm-hmm. And I can look at cuts edits of the show multiple, multiple times and give my notes for what my suggestions are. And so it's just worked out. And we've had three head writers since I was a head writer. We had Robin Bernheim for a couple seasons, and then we had Alfonso Moreno for a couple seasons. And now this season, we have John Tinker for the first time. And it's going, Mm -hmm. it's been great. Um, But at a certain point, there's a burnout factor when you're shooting a distant location like, like Vancouver. For, the, for those of us who live in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. Now, there are some shows in, in, in Canada where the writing staff lives in Vancouver. So mm-hmm. they, get, they get to go home at night and sleep in their own yeah. beds. But for us gringos from the States, we have to, you know, uh, those distant locations are, can be really hard. Not so much mm-hmm. on the movies that I've done because I've done several movies during that same during all these seasons. Um, but I can, I can go do that for a month or six weeks or something like that and be on location that way. And, you know, it's doable. Television shows are different. And the next time we launch a show and there's actually we're working on something right now, a new show that we're trying to launch for next year. And um, that I, I will, we will dive in again but Lord willing, we'll be able to shoot in a place that's closer to home. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't that be so, nice? <laughs> it would be, yeah. So, it, I, and, I'm, and we have such a great production team in Vancouver mm-hmm. that this thing is, it really runs itself in, 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 a, in a way. They're, everybody knows their jobs. Everybody is like the president of their own division in the company. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we created the show and we're, you know, the bosses ultimately of the show. Um, mm-hmm. We love for, to, to give everybody on the crew a sense of ownership over their own, t- over their own arena because they're so good at what they do. We just have professionals up and down the line. And um, so now the way I see it is at, I'm sort of a grandpa and I get to get on my nanny cam at my grandkids yeah. <laughs> uh, and this year with the virus it's even more so that way yeah in past years i would be up there several times a season mm-hmm. you know looking in and being there on set you know for a week or two at a time uh th- this this year i'm not sure that's going to happen unless uh the travel ban gets lifted because mm-hmm. it's going to be hard hard to go sit in a hotel for 14 days yeah uh, 
you know, that, 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 that feels like jail. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> so from that, from that collection of episodes that you wrote, do you have a favorite? That you I do. I, I do. Um, well, that I have my fingerprints all over. Um, yeah. One of those. I love uh, the I love the episode of Telling Silence from season one. Oh, um, yes. oh that's yes. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that episode with Rosaline and and helping her find her voice again, and mm-hmm. and Elizabeth having to go find her and to figure out why she had run off and mm-hmm. you know why why she was hurting so badly. I just thought that was such a powerful uh, and poignant episode and i love the the reunion with her mom right mm. that oh you know, yeah oh i still cry watching that episode yeah, so so powerful so powerful mm-hmm. and uh and and the torches in the fields as they're, they're mm-hmm. the town was looking for her you know it was and just the a very, look between jack and elizabeth yeah <laughs> yeah that was, a, that was a that was that was a smile that could launch a thousand ships there. Oh. <laughs> Telling you <laughs> that, that smile. Oh. And Michael Michael directed that episode, and he just I thought did a, an amazing an amazing mm-hmm. job yeah. on that one. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And I love that I love that cave set too because we the the coal mine set mm-hmm. because we, you know we, that was such an amazing thing that we were able to build in season one and and we used it multiple times throughout the seasons but right it was a really cool set that we built that year uh in that and and for those who don't know it the essentially the side of a a warehouse became the entrance to that cave and we built what you could call a starter mountain Mm. Oh. I've seen the, it. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. On I the, saw a picture the, from the farm. Yes. On the side of that Very warehouse. Cool. And then literally the, the warehouse door became the cave entrance. And so we could, we could follow the camera, you know, from the outside into literally in to the cave, uh, to the coal mine inside that warehouse. And it was, it was, um, such a cool aspect to the show that that first season mm-hmm. and uh it really was you know yes. and it was a big expense that we had to go to to make oh, that work I'm uh, sure you know and then and then you know around those around the, the 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 starter mountain then we imported the mountains from Telluride Colorado around it oh, and so wow. the mountains that you see even in the show today are um are ones that we imported from Colorado <laughs> oh. uh, visually. Yeah. Put them on, a, put them on big trucks and moved them up to Vancouver. So. <laughs> it's the magic of Papa Hardy there. Oh, yes. there you go. Magic touch. Right there. <laughs> yeah. The, ma- the magic of digital, you know, and uh, digital effects and, you know, con- uh, computer generated effects are fantastic for us nowadays mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in film uh-huh. and TV. They're, it's amazing what can be done nowadays. Oh, yeah. And it's yes. so, so believable now. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, very cool. It's very fun. <laughs> so anyway, that, that was my favorite 
episode from season one. I would say my favorite episodes of the entire series. Mm. Oh yeah, sure. If you want to, I would. Uh, uh, yeah, you. I'd love that one. <laughs> yes, my, my personal favorites, and they will be there will be boos and hisses across heart, the Hardy the Hardy verse. I'm sure. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> episodes nine and ten of season five. Season five. I was, my, uh, was going to say that that was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. As was as was episode five of season five yes it, it, it would be the next runner up there for mm. that season that was the that was the episode where jack went off to his duty mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and they were saying goodbye oh, remember so, that so you're talking you're talking about season four correct four. where he where he proposed and then left left yes yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh yes, yes, oh, yes. That was that was, that was my too. favorite. <laughs> oh my goodness. And 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 the reason why it was so moving to Aaron and to the rest of the cast is they thought they might really be saying goodbye. Oh my god. To, oh, to Jack. To Daniel mm. Lissing. Because that was that was during the that was during the the, the time when uh, yeah I got that confused season five uh, episode five season five was the wedding right yeah <laughs> it's like the wedding yeah, yeah. but yeah. which is another favorite <laughs> that was, no it was it was absolutely that was such a rich time right oh, there yes. even yeah. though for all of us it was fraught with you know anxiety. Honestly, mm, sure. because, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> because we didn't know if if Daniel was going to come back for season five mm-hmm. at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, there was still word. so much wrangling that had to go on there, and so mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, when they were saying goodbye, it was it was the actors, it was the real human beings saying saying goodbye, not just the. <laughs> Not just the characters on the show. That's why I need to hug Aaron now. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, that was that was why it was so powerful. That Mm -hmm. that parting, that parting Mm -hmm. where he's riding off and she screams after him and he runs back. back to her. I I was yeah, I was sobbing my eyes out. I woke up my son. He was a baby at the time, and I was crying so hard that he woke up and he was crying. I'm sorry, honey. Your kid, oh. we're we're causing all kinds of future psychological problems for our children. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so anyway, oh. but that 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 moment, and then those oh. those handful of episodes in, se- in season five, the actual season five, mm-hmm. were the for me the most powerful, eloquent, poignant, mm. best acting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all, they've all been good. They're, I'm proud of all of them. How could sure. I be not proud of every episode? But there, but there are ones that just like when everything comes together and there's other reasons, real human reasons mm-hmm. for why there's a poignancy in those episodes. And um, so it was very powerful. And, you know, uh, I think a lot of Hardys were, were you know 
maybe traumatized, you know, <laughs> by some of those episodes. And I understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, you know, and there's and there's a whole narrative that has been sort of come up through the Hardy verse that is doesn't really understand all the the ins and outs of what mm-hmm. really happened during those few seasons for us. Um, you know, there have been some, you know, some Hardys that who have gravitated or, or evolved into what they call Hurdies, right? They're Hurdies <laughs> because we we hurt their feelings and we triggered some some you know trauma or some PTSD for some maybe I don't know, um, and they weren't too happy about that. But you know, this is a you know we're making a fictional television show, mm-hmm. and the good news is that the audience the the Hardys have so connected with it. Mm-hmm. And feel so deeply passionate about it that sometimes that deep passion turns into, you know, ang- real anxiety for them. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we obviously did not want to do that. But the real, you know, you know, in a business sense, the real truth is that, you know, Daniel you know, after he, after season five, when he left and we did the big Facebook live Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. maybe you saw that I hosted with, with Uh Daniel and, and, Oh yes, we saw it. And Lori. (laughs) Uh Yeah. I mean, I think I've, I think it's been seen by a couple million people at this point. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, it was amazing. Uh, uh, An amazing, you know, uh, 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 sort response? of supernova mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, response, kind of a supernova response to, mm-hmm. to, to that season. But, you know, Daniel had been feeling like he wanted to leave for quite a while. It wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't come up out of nowhere. But mm-hmm. for those Hardys who felt like we sort of, uh, you know, uh, drug them along for two, you know, for such a long period of time while we were trying to figure out how to resolve the situation and how to resolve Daniel or Jack's storyline and his character. You know, part of it was that, you know, Daniel agreed to come back in a, in more of a part-time role for a couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And our hope was that maybe you know, he would change his mind and, and maybe he would want to stay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so sure. we of were course. trying to use, we were trying to use those, we were trying to string that out in such a way as to, you know, hopefully Daniel would say, okay, no, you know what, I'm, I'm here. Let's, let's just keep going. And, you know, we were hoping for that. And, but at, at some point in season five, we said, okay, well, we, we need to resolve this, this relationship. So let's get them married. Oh, and, and but thank it was clear, you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> right. I don't think I could have lived if he had died without them getting <laughs> married. Oh, that would have been terrible. <laughs> but it, but it was so clear to us that that well, and, and Daniel didn't change his mind. He did indeed want to make season five his last mm-hmm. on When Calls the Heart. So we had to get him married, and we had to you know build the stories to get there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we sent him off, right? Yeah. For a few few episodes and then he comes back and 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 then he's gone, right? So 
we we realized that the only way we could make it work for the audience, it was, there was no other way to make this work for the Hardys mm-hmm. um, than give them a catharsis. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if, you know, it, let's, let's go through the options here. If, if we had broken Aaron, you know, uh, Elizabeth and Jack up, Mm-hmm. No, the, the Hardys would hate us. Yeah. <laughs> they, would, they would hate. They would hate the whole show. They would hate us. They would hate the characters, the actors, everything. They would I mean, hate. It us. just doesn't okay. seem plausible. It just yeah. does not even seem no. plausible. Mm-hmm. No, if you literally know that one of your actors has to leave, right? And he's he's absolutely the romantic lead in the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> no getting around it. <laughs> yeah. So either his duty is more important to him. That was another option. Like you know what, right. Elizabeth, I love you, but I'm a mountain. No. Right? <laughs> and I've been reposted to another place, and I'm going to lead the, the army against the outlaws and the, the the whiskey runners and whatever. No, the audience hates that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Carolyn. So we knew that our only option was that there was only one way for Jack Thornton to leave Hope Valley. Mm-hmm. And that was in a box. <laughs> I hate to say it so bluntly. But it's true. It's true. But it's it is very true. true. It's heartbreaking. We won't yes. cry. We won't cry. <laughs> but honestly, this you know, this is life for all of us. We all will be in a box someday. Mm-hmm. Right. We have loved ones who will be in boxes and so forth. Right. It's, it's part of the, it's part of our journey in life. The last time I checked the mortality rate in America and in Canada was a hundred percent. The last time I checked, right. A hundred percent. So this is part of the life cycle. And, and yeah. we felt, okay, it's hard. We know it'll be hard. It'll be shocking. Uh, but the audience needs, the Hardys need to grieve Mountie Jack. Yes. yes. Right along with, with our town, right along with his new bride, with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the, 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 the wedding and the death really were compressed. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. were compressed. We get that. We understand that. Um, but it sounds but like we, you didn't really have any other choice, yeah. uh, schedule mm-hmm. schedule wise, right? Yeah, and, and and for and for those those you know well intentioned hardies that say, "Well, just recast Jack with another actor." No, 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 no. <laughs> no. guys, this is not nineteen sixties tele- hokey television. This is not bewitched where there was a brand new actor playing dead, you know. In, yeah. in the show, you know, from one season to the next, right. that doesn't work in today's with today's audience. It just doesn't. We would never subject the audience to that. There was only one actor who could play Mountie Jack, yeah, and that true. was Daniel Lissing. It's mm-hmm. it, we wouldn't do that with Aaron. We wouldn't do that with with Elizabeth, with with Abigail. With you know, mm-hmm. we've heard that same thing. Just recast yeah. Abigail. We would never do that. The yeah, best we definitely. can do is offer new characters mm-hmm. that, you know, can, can help to fill some of those gaps. But 
the the so it's it's true that yeah we know it was traumatic it, it was traumatic in a, such a good way <laughs> it, it really was it, it, it was it hurts yeah. it hurts so good it hurts so good yeah right it's true. because because then in episode 10 we cliffhang the season that season <laughs> with elizabeth you're pregnant <laughs> a new bride who's pregnant. I was just crying. Right? Then. Oh, no. oh, I know. You know, <laughs> there could not have been a more pow- powerful, profound. Mm-hmm. And that episode, you know, Aaron Krako put on a clinic, an acting clinic. Oh, she In sure that did. final episode yeah. uh, of that <laughs> season. She did. She, and, and we've actually had um, grief counselors contact us. And ask us if they oh, can wow. use that episode, you know, our permission to use that episode in their work with their grief, uh, you know, clients and, mm-hmm. and patients that they're working with. Because it is so powerfully, she goes, she goes through the five stages of, mm-hmm. of she does. grief. She does. So right? good. Yes. And, it, and, it, and it's just, it was just, it was the best performance it should have been nominated for an emmy in my it opinion should have. It, just, it really should so 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 we'll powerful. give her an emmy yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, we'll guys, give her one <laughs> yes that's right we, you know we'll give her a hearty you know there you go. give her a hearty <laughs> emmy that's, that's way better than an emmy um, yeah the and if you if you guys know the show downton abbey yes right mm-hmm. okay so many hardys probably enjoyed downton abbey uh, that show from great britain well, over in Great Britain, that show aired, you know, six months before it aired in the United States. Yes. Right. So all the spoilers were available to viewers in the United States, mm-hmm. right? If they were following the show as intensely as the Hardys follow When Calls the Heart, mm-hmm. they knew, <laughs> right? They knew that Matthew, at the end of season three, Matthew dies in a car crash. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and they had just gotten married literally in the season finale, the season before. Right. And he, and they just had their baby. Yes. Yeah. And he leaves mm-hmm. the hospital, yep. their baby boy, and he leaves the hospital and he dies in a car wreck. Mm. Right. Yep. Well, guess what? <laughs> guess what? I know for a fact that they went through the same thought process that we did. Mm-hmm. They yes. went through the thought, thought process on Downton Abbey, the writers and producers of, Let's, you know, let's break them up. We had the beautiful Christmas wedding at the end of season two, but let's, you know, uh, Dan Stevens, the actor playing, you know, Matthew on that mm-hmm. show, he wanted to leave as well. That it was, you know, the actor wanted to leave the, the show. So they said, let's break them up. Let's give them irreconcilable differences. Huh? And then they, <laughs> and they slapped themselves and they said, are you nuts? <laughs> The audience will hate us. They will hate the show. The show will be canceled. It will lose, you know, the, the, it will lose it, its audience. It will lose its, its, its place on the air. And they said, no, no, no. We're going we're gonna to give the audience a catharsis. Well, mm-hmm. we aren't stupid. We aren't stupid. <laughs> we, we took a page from their playbook uh-huh. when we were trying to figure out how to do this on When Calls Heart. And even though it was incredibly traumatic and we had promised that the Hardys that we would not put them through another apocalypse like that, uh, and we won't, um, the, the, 
it, the circumstances required it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there was no conspiracy. There was no other narrative other than what I'm telling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All honesty right here. And I love Dan Listen. I still talk to him every so often. Which I, I think is wonderful. Him. Yeah. Sweet. And we all do. There's no hard feelings. Oh, yeah. Right. The, and, and if, if, if this were a story in Hope Valley <laughs> and one of our young people wanted to leave Hope Valley and go uh-huh. pursue their, their dreams in another city or, or whatever, mm-hmm. what would the residents of Hope Valley do for that young person? Go. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you. We'll send you a food. We'll give you a send off. We'll give you a party. We want you to thrive in your life. We want you to, we want to celebrate your life and we want to bless you in the best way possible, you know, to give you wings in, mm-hmm. in life. Of course. Right? Yeah. Well, that's what we did for Dan Listen. Mm-hmm. That's what Dan wanted to do. That's what we as sort of Hope Valley people in mm-hmm. making the show, we all agreed to do that. And he's happier for it. Um, he might not have met his wife had he not made that choice. I remember right? hearing mm-hmm. him say that. that. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, th- this is, this is a good thing. This is a good thing that, that took place. It happened to, you know, kind of ambush, emotionally ambush our, our fans. But you, as far as last time I checked, our ratings are even better now than they were then. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a bunch of Hardys said, oh, we don't want any, any part of Hope Valley anymore and left. Some might have. There, you know, there might be a few that have. But they have um, either all returned and, 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 zipped, and zipped it shut, <laughs> right? <laughs> Kept their mouths shut. Or they have moved off and they're watching zombies. I don't know what else they would be watching because <laughs> there's really nothing else on television besides zombies and crystal meth dealers. But, um, uh, you know, so if they find another family show, God bless. That's awesome. I want yeah, them okay. to be happy. I'll be happy. Of course. But of course. the show continues to, 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 to gather fans yeah. because yeah. – there's really nothing like it anywhere else on television. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we're, like I said last, last week, not because we're geniuses. It's because we came along at a time when people were hungry for hope. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to be even more hungry for season eight than they were for season seven. Are you ready? Absolutely. So, yes, and this. So, um, I, yes, there's so many thoughts here that I have because season five was definitely one of those seasons where I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) Um, (laughs) as were all of us, of course. Um, but you know, thinking back, you know, Jack and Elizabeth had such a deep relationship. So if he had to go, it had to be in a deep emotional way. Um, and you know, a breakup is that's cheap, you know, whereas a death that is, that's very deep and it hits every single emotion. And, um, like you said, you know, we had to experience the five stages of grief with Elizabeth. So, I mean, 
I know. I remember I was completely shook. I think my memory of the past four seasons, but she blocked them. But, you know, it, it's one of those episodes where you're just like, oh, but it's also so good. And I do love the tie-in at the end where, you know, she is going through that grief and then there is joy in the morning when she finds out that yes. she's having a baby. Um, right. And I do have one question. And I mean, this is kind of a, I don't know, it's a hard question. Um, sure. Do you, so I know that, you know, there are so many circumstances there with Daniel listening, da- Daniel listening, having to, wanting to leave the show and all of that. Is there a reason why his death was not as, um, I don't know, romantic? <laughs> like, he like, got a sick sickness. And, like a sickness, kind of a, um, I don't know. Yeah. Because it just felt, the landslide felt a little, I don't know, Yeah, it was so shocking. (laughs) Yes. So so shocking. It was like, yeah, it was like being hit with a bucket of ice water all of a sudden. I I get that. Mm -hmm. You know, the the honest-to-God truth is that because Daniel was in a part-time mode those last two years. Um. We only had a couple of episodes each year, and to get and running, Scarlet Fever would take forever. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I also, also, you know, that that's part of it, right? That mm-hmm. is part of it. But this happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. this happens in life, especially True. back then, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, people don't, you know, you. You know, some people would die in bed, right? And you would watch them die over the course of that would be worse to to me mm-hmm. than pulling the Band-Aid off than ripping the Band-Aid mm-hmm. off because, you know, for that grief to be prolonged over, a, over the course of a season or a course of many episodes, I think the audience would have hated that more mm-hmm. because it would have just been like slow torture. It's right. true. Right? Mm-hmm. It's true. And so, you know, the same thing happened on Downton Abbey. Like I said, he 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 leaves his wife at the hospital at the peak of their love. They're looking mm-hmm. at their new baby boy. Mm-hmm. He leaves mm-hmm. to go back to the to the estate. He gets in his car and he dies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to leave Elizabeth and Jack at the peak of their love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Before his passing. Because in order, you know, that's not mm-hmm. just, it's just not our show also to do, mm-hmm. to, to drag out a, to drag out a long, you know, death sequence mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or sickness sequence. So that's honestly, I mean, it's part practical because we didn't have Dan available Mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. except you know literally five episodes is all right. we had and we had to get him married and get him buried <laughs> in five episodes <laughs> <laughs> i'm a writer what do you want sorry <laughs> i write dialogue for a living i'm good at it <laughs> so that's the that's the real you know Mm-hmm. Chili meets the cheese honesty about the whole thing. Right. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, it's easier to talk about mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not Absolutely. so fraught with, 
you know, it's not so fraught with emotion and bruised feelings and things like that. We, you know, we honestly knew it was coming for several, but for several months. Mm -hmm. But, Mm. right. And there have been some hardies that say, that's not fair. You should have told us. Are no, you I didn't kidding? want to. I wouldn't want to know. It's television. No. It's television. We <laughs> would never give that away. It's television. Why would we give you the best thing ever? Right. Away, right. In our minds, it's the best way to conclude. It's the most powerful way to conclude. That's the best drama. We wouldn't just fritter that away. Right. Right. That well, and no the wedding. Sense. The wedding. Yeah. We would have. We would have all just. Yeah, almost not disregarded it, but we would have been watching it with sadness yeah. instead mm-hmm. of yeah. watching it with all of our joy. Right. Absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely right. No, we know best about these things. The audience may think they know best, but this is what we do for a living. We we are we have trained. If you were going to a brain surgeon to get a tumor out of your skull. Would you tell the brain surgeon how to do it? Right. right? You wouldn't like say, no, no, it'd be better if you cut over here. You know, it'd be better if you go in that way. No, you would let the experts do their thing, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Well, in a weird way, we are brain surgeons of what we do. We've been training for 20, 25, 30 years on how to do this. And I'm, it's, not, it's not arrogant. I'm not saying I'm the best at it of anybody else or that our writers who wrote those episodes are the best at it of anybody else. But what we are saying is that we do, we've trained in this arena. We do know what's best. It may not be what you like, right? Right. But it's what you, but it's what the show needs. And we believe it's what you need too. Mm -hmm. You may not want it, but we know it's what you need. So we're you know, that's the way God works too, in my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. If he gave us everything we wanted, we would be miserable bums. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. He gives us what we need, not what we want. Yes. Because we're not smart that way. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I honestly, that's the best I can do to try to help clarify this. And you know, there will be some people who still think it's like a big conspiracy and, you know, uh, that's okay. God bless them. Um, you know, it's easier to stay bless there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Bless their hearts. Yeah, bless, bless your heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hearties, don't worry. We will be back bright and early tomorrow with the second part of this interview. So... The Brian Bird interview part two has two parts. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful that Brian took the time out of his very busy schedule to talk to us about One Calls the Heart. And we are just so excited to share the second part of our conversation tomorrow. In the meantime, be sure you are following us on Instagram and on Twitter at Hardy's Hotline. We are also running a giveaway currently, um, thanks to our friends at Edify Films, and we are giving away a coloring book and a journal. So be sure you check that giveaway out on Twitter, and we will see you tomorrow.